Welcome to the Vortex Nation podcast, brought to you by lovers of hunting, shooting, public lands, the Second Amendment, and good food. All right, what's up, Vortex Nation? Coming at you from Prince of Wales Island in southeast Alaska. Got two of my really good buddies here, uh, Rob Inslee and Jesse Nock. And before I ramble on, I'm going to have these guys introduce themselves because, as per usual, they can do it better than I can. So, Rob, why don't we just go left to right, right to left, whatever side you're on, and tell me, or tell, you don't need to tell me, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you got going on. Yeah, Rob Ensley here. Uh, we run Prince of Wales Sport Fishing here in Craig, Alaska in the summertime. Spend the winters on the Outdoor Line Radio Show on 710 ESPN Seattle, which is kind of how you and I met yep. quite a few years ago. But lucky enough to spend summers here in Craig, Alaska on Prince of Wales Island. And uh, lucky enough to have this stud right here next to me as my next door neighbor too, Jesse Knock. <laughs> yeah, and uh, gosh, you know, uh, Chris Seniol, who also hunted with us, we, you know, we're up here black bear hunting early. Uh, this is springtime. I usually don't get up here until the end of May, but we came up a little early this year do a little blacktail hunt. Chris and I were talking a couple years ago where I was talking about hunts, you know, what's something we could do, you know, well, let's put in for that black bear hunt up there. And then you and I ran into each other at shot show and you and Jesse like, Hey, we put in too. Like, well, why don't we all get together and go black to, or black bear hunting up there, you know? And that's kind of why we're here. Uh, we went on this epic black bear hunt and now we're kind of post hunt, bringing you kind of the details of what just happened. So anyway, that's why I'm sitting here with you, Mark and you, Jesse and, Let's rock and roll. Awesome, awesome. Now, Jess, this is your second time on the Vortex Nation podcast. We chat a little bit about alpine blacktail hunting, but maybe refresh everybody's memories, or if they didn't catch that one a little bit, uh, how you ended up on the island and what you do here, and, and uh, yeah, again, kind of how we're sitting together on these couches and chairs. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, everybody. Um, yeah, blessed to be here again. Pretty lucky. You know, just a Prince Wells resident It came up about, nine years ago now almost to the day and uh i came up on a vacation and uh, thought this was the best place in the world i could not believe it i pretty much did the southeast slam my first day saw about every animal there is to to see and uh i moved home with my family for about six months and um decided to move everybody back up here and um it's cliche to say but live the dream i believe that's a pretty true saying for this island it's uh it's unbelievable and uh you know just having fun with buddies hunting and everybody comes and comes and visits me and living here, working the fish hatchery, just, you know, hanging in there. Living, living the dream. dream. That's kind of what brings everybody here, really, at least yep. at least us guys. Anyway, that's brought, brought me here 20 years ago, some of the best saltwater fishing in the world, you know. And uh, 20 years later, still coming back every summer to hang out and terrorize these fish out here, which we did a couple <laughs> days ago, too. Actually, we went and got some steelhead today, too. We'll talk about that later. But uh, we watched Chris catch some steelhead. Actually, we're losers. We didn't catch anything, but Chris yeah. caught some. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was a really good fish spectator. I didn't realize it was a spectator sport. We're photographers. That's okay. right. We yes. took pictures of Chris, so we'll get into that later. But uh, Stunning images, by the oh way. Oh, my goodness, yeah. But this place is sportsman's paradise, man. It really is. If you can deal with the weather, you know, the rain, it's a, it's a rainforest. I mean, there's been years here it's rained over 200 inches in a year, for crying out loud. If you can deal with that stuff, this place is for you, man. I mean, it's killer blacktail hunting, sick of blacktail hunting, some of the great best black bear hunting in the world, if you can draw a tag. And then, of course, the fishing here is just unbelievable. So it's, that's why we're here. It's totally off the chart. I mean, it's, you know, it's a little bit remote, too, right? You oh, know, yeah. so you got to deal with that. But luckily, like you said, it's a sportsman paradise. So, mm-hmm. you know, heck, Jesse's got folks coming up here all the mm-hmm. time to visit and hang out because it's just like such a badass spot. So it's like mm-hmm. you almost deal with the remoteness by having your friends just 
come visit because they want to come visit. <laughs> oh, for sure. And I ended up here because there's no cruise ships. There's no strip malls. There's no, I mean, you, there's plenty of great places in Alaska. And mm-hmm. Nothing against Ketchikan or the places that have the cruise ships come in. But this place is kind of remote, you know. It's kind of tough to get to. Hasn't blown up like all the other towns around around southeast, which are beautiful. I mean, there's some wonderful places in southeast Alaska. But this place is still, still kind of the Wild West a little bit out here. Still small town Alaska, you know, kind of the real Alaska. So, yeah, cool spot, man. Yes, 15 minutes outside of town. You're out of cell service just yeah, the way I like perfect. it. Perfect. Love it. I've been out of cell service this entire time. Yes, you have, actually. <laughs> Pick your carrier wisely. I don't know. But, yep. uh, well, so, yeah, I mean, you were talking about a little bit how we ended up here together. And, and it was, mm-hmm. like you said, I mean, it was just like almost like the stars aligned. I know Jesse and I had been talking. I mean, I've, I've dreamt of coming up here and doing this exact hunt for probably maybe more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has just been in the back of my head. Like, how do I figure out how to do it? And I've looked at several different ways to do it. And uh, anyway, so and then, of course, you know, Jesse and I have been hanging out and you became buddies and we're like, oh, let's do that together. And and uh, we were planning on just dirt bagging it around the island and maybe, you know, exploring some of the steelhead streams and things like that. And then, of course, you guys are neighbors, like you said. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute. We all have four black pear tags. Let's jump on your boat and, mm-hmm. and go for it. So but why? You know, you're talking a little bit, Rob and Jesse, you can speak to this probably, you know, maybe better than anybody. But, you know, we're talking about coming all this way to chase black bears. So like what's so special about these bears in this locale that makes it, you know, such an amazing destination. Jesse, I'll let you dive into that one. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, you know, there's so much, it's really hard to put into words, but I think the, the, the black bear itself is a very little part of what goes on here. It's just so wild and so pristine, so untouched that you have, it's hard to not have a smile on your face the entire hunt. Um, regardless if you're seeing black bears, you are the entire time. I mean, there, there's a stupid amount of black bears here, but just looking around and just indulging yourself in that outdoor experience. It's just unlike any other. I've never been anywhere else like this. I mean, I, I've been in all around Alaska and um, worked in a lot of spots, spots in Southeast Alaska, but this hands down is the most wild, pristine place I've ever been. It's just, you know, can't, I'm still lucky to call this place home and live here year round. I, I, I swear I say that all the time and people get tired of hearing that, but I'm not tired of saying it. <laughs> no, I, yeah. You know, I think, you know, well, of course, we're all originally from Washington State, right? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like your home. And I think everybody likes home. And I mean, it's it's a heck of a state, too. But like up here, it's just so it has a lot of those elements. But just the wildness and the wilderness and the landscape, it's just like you said, it's so pristine. It's so I mean, you can't look in a single direction and just not have your mind blown or see a whale or, you know, otters or you know it's like oh you don't want to chase bears right now okay let's go fish i mean just Mm -hmm. the the options are literally limitless you could burn every hour of the day doing something outside and we didn't even get enough time to do what we planned to do with you know we had all the intentions to do everything we could and Mm -hmm. just you know you lose time we were loaded up with shrimp pots and crab pots and all kinds of fishing rods and fly rods and all kinds of stuff we ended up just chasing bear the bear hunting was so fun and so spectacular, we ended up just chasing bears the whole time. It was just a kick in the pants. And you talk about the pristine wilderness around here. I mean, you can leave town here. We're in Craig, right? The biggest town on the island, which is not that, but there are 1,200 people here, 1,300 people. And within 10 minutes, you're in a pretty rugged, raw place. Now, we took my charter boat, the polar bear, and we ran for three hours. We ran 80 miles from here into the most remote, ridiculous, pristine wilderness on earth middle of nowhere these bears look at you like is that a boat i don't think we've ever even seen a boat before (laughs) 
I mean, it was it was pretty freaking raw and rugged down there where we went. Pretty awesome, man. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, getting down there. So we we like you said, we drove the boat three hours. Mm-hmm. It was far enough, and, and we routinely make like fifty mile runs, maybe sixty at the most. It, it was to the point where I lost sleep over it, like fuel. The logistics, like, okay, what if this happens? I'm, I'm filing, like, float plans with people you know, so they know where we're at. We packed 20 extra gallons of fuel. We packed jerry jugs, you know, on the boat. And we would have, we almost needed them, for crying out loud. But and, it was, And we had pretty darn good weather, too. We had wonderful weather. If we had had bad weather, we would have burned all that extra fuel getting home. Trust me. We were in the middle of nowhere. But anyway, we get down there. And we pull into the spot that we're supposed to camp, which we didn't know where we're going. We were we got some help from our local one of the local big game hunting guys, Kurt Whitehead from Treasure Hunter Lodge. I called him ahead of time. He's like, "Listen, dude, if you want this rugged remote experience, you go here." And he used to hunt down there years ago. Now the bear hunting here is so good; he just hunts close to town now because there's bears everywhere. But we kind of wanted that experience. We wanted to go out in the wilderness and go camping and kind of have that that wild experience. So we ended up in this crazy place, pull in right before dark, and I'll be damned if there isn't a raft in the spot we want to camp. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Some guys had flown in there and been dropped off. There was a little fire going. I think they looked at us too like, what, what are you guys doing here? So then we took off. We ran about 10, 15 more miles and found, we got lucky right before dark. We found this flat spot, made camp there. Well, I mean, even like we're, we're running the boat going, well, I guess we can sleep on the boat. <laughs> we were going to sack up dirtbagging <laughs> on the boat. Like there, there's only room for two. Like, okay, how are we going to make this work? You know, <laughs> but man, we got lucky. We're setting camp in the dark, you know, not really knowing where we were really. No. And I mean, honestly, and, and I think there's really, there's a lot of bears. I'm sure we probably would have found bears in the bay that we, you know, originally intended to camp in. Oh, but for sure. I mean, yeah. Almost a blessing in disguise. I mean, that place, yes, that spot, for sure. super flat, Sweet. nice little place to put the raft. Like you could beach it right up there. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and just the view was just crazy off the charts. Man, it was stunning in there. And so then how you hunt, Jesse, I'm going to let you add on to this, but we, w- we took the charter boat and kind of would go into these big bays with these salt chucks in them. And a salt chuck is a, it's like, it's kind of like a lake, a saltwater lake, right? With a shallow spot in there that when the tide comes in, it rolls, it creates literally a rapid to fill that lake. It kind of like, it pinches it's down pretty point. tight. Yeah, it's a choke point. It's a, it's a choke point that's pretty shallow. When it comes in, there's a big white water rapid going in. And when the tide goes out, there's a rapid going the other way. It and literally looks like, I mean, a lot of people have seen a river. I mean, it looks like mm-hmm. a river yeah. in the ocean. Yep. That's like, exactly what it was. And it is ripping. Ripping. Yeah. There was a couple of times we couldn't even hardly get the boat out of there. And we had your bear on it. We'll get to this in a minute. We had your bear, you and I on the raft. We barely made it out. We're going like one inch an hour. Just going <laughs> up that, <laughs> the little, We got a little six horse Yamaha on that little raft. It's like, like, come on. You oh. can do it. Come on. We had our peg, man. You were like hopscotching <laughs> between, you know, different little eddies. I mean, oh, it's so yeah. weird to talk about the, the ocean. Be like, oh, yeah, we're hopscotching between like little rocks and eddies and oh, stuff yeah. like that. But we made it, but barely. Oh, I mean, barely. But, uh, yeah. So then we would pull this the little dinghy in there with a the little motor, and you get back in, and they would just open up, like, these big inlets that you can't get into. you got to go through these salt checks to get into them. And, and I guarantee not many people have been in these places. You no. get in there. And, Jesse, I want to talk to you about, or I want you to talk about why the bears are down on the beach. But they're down on the beaches this time of year. 
eating grass and crabs and stuff and kind of talk about that a little bit and why they're down there. Yeah, you know, that's the that's the first thing that the bear eats, you know, when they wake up, they got to get their stomach um, ready and when they when they're in the hibernation, they have that they have a plug that they get from uh, like skunk cabbage roots and it plugs their system up and they do not go to the bathroom or eat or drink at all in hibernation. Well, when they get up, that's the first thing they got to eat is grass, you know, because they can't eat really meat yet. You know, your stomach's not prepared for it. So, you know, that's the first grass that comes up is right on the water's edge. You know, there's a reflection from the water and the sunlight, which creates just great habitat vegetation for them. And the flat spots, they know there's crabs, there's just, you know, seed, just just treasures that they can find digging around. And that's actually what we saw this trip more than I have the entire time hunting up here was uh, the bears were a lot more keying in on crabs and like seafood per se versus grass like I normally hunt bears on. And they're definitely eating grass here and there. But primarily what we saw on this trip was flipping rocks over and seeing bears in marginal type spots to where you see these big grass flats and you think, okay, this is where, you know, this is where they're going to be. And they weren't there. They were in the spots running in and out of the boat, catching them in, in random type spots, which, which made for some tough stock opportunities mm-hmm. when you're cliffed out on the beach edge and it kind of adds all to it. Um, you know, but, uh, all in all, it was just <laughs> a crazy experience. The whole, the whole it thing. Was crazy. And getting into this, like the first one, we couldn't even get into that salt chuck. Of course, my waders are leaking. They look like a Swiss cheese. <laughs> I got holes all over them. You know? <laughs> so, I think, Mark, you and Chris took the raft and walked it up through there. Right. Because it's too shallow. I couldn't run the boat through there even. And then we get in there, and it just opened up into this huge big bay with all these inlets everywhere, grassy beaches. Yeah, crazy spot. It was awesome. Of course, you and Jesse kind of went around the corner. And, you know, we're talking about how beautiful this place is and just, like, all the different things to look at. You guys kind of, you know, work your way up around the corner. Chris and I are, you know, down there taking pictures of, you know. Starfish. Two two bear hunters. They were like, oh, yeah, look at that starfish. (laughs) And, oh, these muscles are look super rad. And we're like, come on, get the dang raft up here for crab. We got bear hunting to do. (laughs) Like, tourists down there taking pictures of the crabs. You guys were flipping rocks over, too, looking at the crabs, weren't you? Yeah, I thought I caught one, actually. I was like, oh, sweet, there's a little rock crab down here. I'm going to grab them. I put on my best, you know, ninja mode. And I goes, and then I was like, oh, man, he's like already dead. Oh, dang it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, talk a little bit about... You know, we get up in there, or mm-hmm. I know what I was going to talk about. So, like you're saying, the bears are on the grass generally, or like, you know, pretty heavily oftentimes, which those, and you were talking about tough stalks there, Jesse, because of where the bears ended up being most of the time, because those grass flats are kind of in the, they're kind of in the back end of a lot of these bays. And the terrain is a little bit more, you know, that tide goes out, the terrain's a little bit more gentle, you've got a little bit more room to work. A lot of these bears, like you said, they were, you're almost cliffed. I mean, the the amount of room between, like, I guess the beach or honestly the rocks that are lining the beach and the trees is, you know, 10 yards, 20 yards, you know, and if you get to a bad spot, you know, that can drop off fairly abruptly. Yeah, like actually very sharp, you know, it's actually kind of a dangerous thing. There's, you know, the, the moss and the seed, you know, slick stuff on there and it kind of adds all to it, you know, just you think it's a, we talked about the whole time, an easy pleasure hunt, you know, and we're, we're, you know, camping good, eating good. Uh, but the <laughs> stuff, you know, I was, I was worn out, you know, at the end, even, mm-hmm. you know, dragging the boat around and in and out. And yeah, it was amazing. Well, we kept talking the, uh, from a physical aspect. It's not, it's not the most physical mm-hmm. hunt in the mm-hmm. world, but it is it's a, equipment intensive. It's a very gear intensive yeah, hunt for and, sure. You know, I mean, we had your boat, mm-hmm. the raft, you know, so you, I, I mean, all the camping gear, all the the thing it looked like a gypsy wagon, all the crap we had hanging off the boat. You know, it was there was no room on the back of the boat. The whole back deck was just plugged with 
dry boxes and fuel and crab pots and shrimp pots and dry bags and rifle cases and of course, your archery gear was on board and camera cases and everything. I mean, oh, it was cam- just loaded to the gunnels. Well, and then, you know, and then it stacked on top of that is the little boat that we yeah, used to, you know, raft. get mm-hmm. to and from shore. So, yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, there's the amount of gear that we stacked on that thing was actually quite impressive in having it still float. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I was looking around. I was like, boats are really amazing. There's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of really cool physics involved here. Oh, these ones are, these are big saltwater rigs that take some serious, severe abuse in the summer. So they're kind of built to haul a bunch of stuff and get through crappy weather and all that stuff. So luckily we had that thing or we wouldn't even have been there. Oh, you, you wouldn't have made it. I no, mean, no way. I mean, no you way. need you need a big, heavy-duty yeah. saltwater boat to make yeah. a run like that, you yeah. know, and even just, well, A, just because of the distance, and then just, you know, to be safe out there. So then the other part of this thing is the timing. I mean, we're, it's obviously, it's May. This is when these bears are coming out of hibernation, but this is not an early morning deal. I mean, literally, we would sit by the fire till like midnight or one, have some drinks, laugh our heads off. We had a fire going. We were laughing, crying. We were laughing so hard, telling stories, sleep in in the morning. You don't even have to leave camp till like noon, one. Honestly, if you didn't want to leave till three or four, it's not even a big deal. It wouldn't be a big deal. I mean, we were, we were seeing some bears fairly early when mm-hmm. we'd go out. You know, like, like you yeah. said, noon, one. But really, yeah. like it seemed Late. like four o'clock was kind of that mm-hmm. magic hour. Yep. Once everything yep. that gets start getting shady, it seems like they just know, you know, they're kind of denned up or... Uh, excuse me, bat it up a little bit, especially since it was warm as what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so once it starts getting a little bit shady, everything starts, you know, getting wild again and coming out to those grass flats and, you know, food spots. It's, you know, you hunt them where their food's at and that's where they're going to be at is where the food, those things are starving right now. So, yeah. Well, and there's, I mean, that beach is just so rich. I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, Loaded. the crabs, grass, kelp. Mussels um, and muscles, clams and all clams. kinds of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, we saw how many otters, river otters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mink and martin. Uh, the guy hunting with us, Chris, out of martin, uh, <laughs> walked <laughs> right up to him in his face. He was whispering like sweet nothings in his ear. It was like literally like a foot from his face. Like, what are you doing here? This is my yeah, island. Exactly. You know? And that's, that's what they look at you like, too, because they have been there longer than oh, you yeah. have. That's a fact. That so way. then we, we hit one salt chuck. We didn't, I think we saw one smaller bear in there. And then we come out and we go into another one. And we could see all these, this stuff on my chart. We'd never been to these places. We're like, well, that's why we left early. Because, like, we got to go explore these places and kind of figure this stuff out. So then we go to another one that's just, I mean, it's like white water going into this thing. We just get in there. And, man, I mean, we, we just went through the white water. We maybe went 50 yards. And, bam, there's a bear right there, right on the beach. We're like, Mark. Well, you want them? And like, I don't want, we kind of argued for a while. Who's going to shoot him? And Mark, you, you're the, the short straw or the long straw. <laughs> the I don't know long, how you look at it, but like, it was like, a, it was, as Chris would say, it's, it was a nice off. It's like, no, no, Rob, why don't you, I mean, that's a really <laughs> nice bear. Why don't you? And Chris is like, well, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, somebody else I was like, I really wish you guys would be more selfish for crying out loud, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I'm really, I, I really need to pick my friends better. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I was, you know, and I'd been looking at the weather, too. And one thing that I think, Mm -hmm. you know, is probably worth mentioning up here, we kind of spoke to it a little bit earlier, but the weather up here can change on a dime. Oh, yeah. As Jesse and I experienced when we hunted blacktails. And so Mm -hmm. I was looking at the forecast a little bit. And uh, that actually played into my decision because I was like, okay, we got two days of nice weather. The forecast is showing, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit of rain later in the week. A little snotty stuff coming in. A little snotty stuff coming in. You just kind of don't. And I was like, you know what? That's a super nice bear. I'd be way happy with that. Mm -hmm. We had, well, at the time, we were thinking we had three tags to fill. Yeah. And uh, I was like, you know what? We'll get that to that later, too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, we got to start shooting bears sometime. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. might as well. And I guess there's no guarantee, right? Because when we got on, we saw Mm -hmm. that bear and he was kind of, 
in that bay. The wind wasn't very good either. The wind we had it was borderline. I actually know? couldn't believe he didn't wind us like the second we got even close the wind to the was beach. Totally at our backs. Yeah. But I mean, Jesse and I bombed out of the boat. You guys kind of pulled uh, mm-hmm. back and. We snuck around, and we, we kind of had this rock peg that was kind of uh, a high point, if you will, and it gave us actually a little bit of cover as we worked our way down the beach towards the bear. And Jess was like, hey, you know, when we get up there, you know, this is probably going to happen fast. I was like, yeah, I totally agree. Like, this wind is not good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, every, at every second, like, I, I peeked over at one time, and I was like, actually, I was surprised the bear was even still there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but, yeah, we got to that rock and hucked my pack down. I ranged them with a shameless plug here, the new Razor HD 4000, <laughs> which was awesome, worked perfect. I think it was, like, 230 or 232 or something like that, and just got a way solid rest on my pack and, and uh, you know, squeezed off the shot and, Nosler 28, right? Yeah, it was that 28 Nosler. Yeah, man. So, and it did. Hammer time. Dude, hammer time. He did not go but three steps. Yep. Yeah. He yeah. actually ran towards us, so it was <laughs> yeah, actually he, better. He didn't go far. <laughs> Closer to the water's edge, which yeah. I like. <laughs> but yeah, so then, yeah, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, like all the stuff, and then it's like and you're standing here in the just remote Alaska and got good friends and a bear down on the beach. And it, it was a like, pretty, pretty epic moment. It Beautiful was like, day. I mean, it was just, hate to get too. Too mushy and gushy here, but it was a pretty, pretty cool moment there with all of us high-fiving and, and just kind of soaking it all in, you know? Oh, it was perfection. Pretty cool. I mean, yeah. like, I describe it as perfection, you know, and, and just moments like that, you know, and then you guys know how it is up here, and you just, you don't get a ton of, you don't get a ton of days like that, yeah. you know? So it's yeah. like you soak it in when you can, and, and so, yeah, that was really just like everything kind of sunk down into like mm-hmm. just like one focal point of awesomeness man like i mean like i said i've been looking at doing this something mm-hmm. like this for m- more than 20 years probably you know yeah. so it's really cool to share it with you guys epic moment man so then we get the that bear loaded in the raft and i think did you you and i took it back to the charter boat and that's when we had to get through the rapid <laughs> we barely made it out we left you guys behind you guys went and glassed for a while and you the motor was just like I could could hear it, it, man. It was full tail. It was, (laughs) we could hear it. We knew something was, because when we came in, it was, it was very stagnant water and it was actually Uh like a high tide slack, I think. So we cruise right in like nothing. And then uh, they start heading out and we hear the the kicker, you know, kind of wind up and we look around and it's, there's quite a bit of rapids right there. And we're thinking, (laughs) man, this just got intense real quick. So all six horses on that thing were working as hard as they could way over time. Red line. I don't, I don't even know how many cylinders that is, but it was, it was cranking hard, but we got out, we got in the charter boat. We barely lifted the dang thing in there, big old heavy bear. And then we took off back in there and went and picked these guys up. We cruised the bay some more. We, we put another stock on a smaller bear. Then just as we're about to leave the, the bay, we saw another bear and we went and put a stock on that one, kind of decided he was too small. And then the only way out of there was to have you guys walk up past the rapid. And I winged it on through there just solo in, in the raft. First time I hit a rock and didn't make it spun out and Went and had to rerun it again. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God I didn't break this motor. We'd be screwed. But uh, oh, I saw that hit, and I was like, oh, dude. We, I was like, we really need that raft to get out of here. I hope it's okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, are you okay? I'm like, leave me alone. I'll, I'll get out of here, you know. And, and anyway, just shot out of there, loaded up in the raft. And, and then, so then we get in the charter boat, and we're like, okay, let's just go back to camp. And we just get going. We're like, oh, my God, look at the size of that. There's another bear walking on the beach. Like, dude, that is a cranker bear. Yeah, about a mile from camp, maybe a mile and a half from camp, right around the corner. Just on the other side of the bay, just right on the other side of the channel from camp, too. Oh, man. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, like you said, dude, this thing was... Nice uh, bear. 
giant tanker just total tanker so we're like we need to go after Mm -hmm. this guy but that was pretty short-lived i'm trying to think did he well that's the one that so we dropped them in the raft and then you and i just went down to camp that's right we went down to camp and hung out and you guys went and you messed around with what happened then yeah he uh you know big bars aren't dumb he knew Mm -hmm. something right off the bat and when we saw him and uh he knew the boat kind of slowed down and we were watching him he knew something wasn't right so he kind of uh started going right to left down the shoreline we uh chris and i hopped out in the raft rob and mark took down off towards camp you know try to trick this bear think that the big you know boat took off and and we're not there so Mm -hmm. i think about 20 minutes or something go by as we're just kind of floating you know like a dinghy out in the middle of this bay and sure enough the bear comes out again about 20 minutes Mm -hmm. later and he's about 300 yards further down the shore towards camp um and this bear's hot he's on a beeline there's not much vegetation there so I think that he's going to go further down the shore to these little green grass pockets right across from camp. So Chris comes up with the idea of, you know, passing the bear in the, in the raft along the shoreline, um, just kind of dodge or dogging him right alongside of him. And the bear kind of went in the trees and cut off a, a sharp point of the, of the shoreline that he didn't want to walk on. And we end up going right across from camp and there's a tiny little bitty, uh, island outcropping it's kind of hard to explain but there's islands all over which are this one is probably 50 yards off the shore maybe max mm-hmm. and uh chris and i you know beached the raft there and thought this is probably a good spot where that bear is going to end up at and it was maybe half mile or more um mm-hmm. from the last time we saw him so i was kind of you know up in the air about if it was going to work or not but chris is pretty confident on it you know it was just cool because he you know he had an idea that thing was going to come so he told me to Mark and, and Rob are on the big boat right by our camp and they can't get ashore until we have the raft. So we decided that I was going to head back over to the guys in the big boat and, you know, taxi them to shore. Well, and I end up going over there and then just going to shore with Mark and then Rob, <laughs> you can lead into something. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we'll go out to the boat and get my water bottle or something, you know, and I go out to the boat and I'm like, oh my God, there he is. He's like <laughs> right over there and it's working perfectly. And I can't see Chris. He's on the little island over there. He's like, I'm like, is he sleeping? Because he's been there for like a couple hours now. You don't even know if he can see him or like, not. Like, does he see him? So I'm like, okay, you son of a gun. So I get my rifle and I get my binox and I get everything. I didn't get the rangefinder. That's what I forgot. And I started, instead of firing up the little motor, I slowly paddled across that channel, nice and quiet. And the bear's converging on the island. I'm coming in. There's a rock out in the channel, just this perfect rock. So I, I ducked down really low rode in behind that rock nice and quiet. You guys are watching this whole thing from camp. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was Because uh, yeah. you were fiddling around on the boat, and all of a sudden I look up and I'm like, why is Rob rowing across hard. the channel? I'm rowing as hard as I can. <laughs> and that bear, I kept looking over my shoulder, and here's this black beast coming down the beach. Well, Chris was watching it the whole time, too. So I get on the rock. I get lay, I just lay down. I literally take the safety off. Crosshairs are on him. He's probably 150 yards, maybe. Just put my finger on the trigger. And I'm like, okay, dude, you're going down. And Chris is 338, just barks fire out of the trees, and he just smokes that bear. Big just, bear. Just lo- dude, it so was either like- way, that bear was not in a good position to win that. No, that, he, that he, yeah, he was, yeah. he was, um, yeah, he didn't really have a way out. And so I grabbed Craig. We had some high fives, man. We were hooting and hollering, and I don't know how we got in the. I don't know how we got in the raft, dude. That bear was just a tanker. Yep, big long bear. That's yeah, big huge long. bear. And I still cannot get over how adrenaline pumped I was watching that from. Yeah, you three hundred yards away. Yeah. It oh. was you know grandstand seat, just watching it all go down, and and Mark and I are going back and forth doing commentary. It's gonna work <laughs> out. He's almost there. Oh my gosh, he's right there. There's Rob. He's Owen. They're rowing. He's on the island. Like it just oh, it, it was, could not. 
I mean, it was almost like you're like you like in your head, you're like mentally commentating a football game, but it's like a bear hunt because you're like, is it going to be Rob? Is it going to be Chris? You know, like, I mean, it was like so like and it was like so bizarre, like watching because I, I didn't think actually Chris could see. That's what I was worried about. I wanted him to shoot it because he had spent all the time. I'm like, gosh, maybe he doesn't even see it. Right. And it gets away. And so, and so like I was watching you through my binos. I'm mm-hmm. like watching the bear. I'm watching you. I'm watching the bear, watching you. And I could see you getting settled up on the island. And I'm yeah. like, OK, Rob's getting ready to shoot. Yeah. And then I was getting ready to transition over and, and watch the bear. And then all of a sudden, like, there was a gunshot. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, where's the bear? And then I'm like, okay, the bear is... Not there anymore. Not there, he's but on right the beach. there. Like, he was he's, on the beach. I could just see his yeah. back line behind a, a, a big piece of driftwood. And I was like, dude, I was like, did Rob shoot? Like, he didn't look like he was ready to shoot. Chris must have shot. And, like, it was just like, <laughs> it couldn't have worked out. And then he's, he's cool hand Luke. Chris walks out around the corner and just goes... Gives me the thumbs up. Like, <laughs> like yeah, it blows the smoke off the end of the barrel. I'm like, yeah, I got the bear. I'm, uh, it's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, and crazy. you talk about these islands. So Chris was actually on a little island, like trees on it and stuff. I was on more of a reef. Like the water had gone down, and I'm laying like on the rocks that come out of the water, you know, when the tide goes down. You know, some of these islands we talk about are really just like rocks out in the channel. Yeah, muscle-covered rocks. Oh, yeah. yeah. Barnacles. That's, that's exactly. You lay down them, you're like, got barnacles cutting into you and muscles and stuff, and... So that's what I was laying on there. And then we, we rode that sucker back to camp and had a big party then. And we were just hooting and hollering, man. We had some elk rider whiskey and just had a great night, man. Made a big fire. Yeah. Two great bears in a day. That's that's guys. It was like it was actually like it was so it was so awesome. But then like I was starting to get worried because I was like I want to stay here. Like n- now we're like now we've got two bears. Like mm-hmm. I'm like I don't want to leave this place. I know. <laughs> yeah, reality was setting in pretty quick there. Yep. So we gosh, I think one one thirty we went to bed. That yeah, night. and it's crazy because uh, you know we had to look at the clock. Oh my gosh, one thirty. Mm-hmm. Like it just you know it's daylight till it almost night. you know eleven p.m. You know ten something. You can still see. So it's just. You know, time really flies when you're having fun, and it really shows here. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. slept in the next day, went down. Uh, I think we looked at the chart. We're like, man, look at this thing. And it was probably 15 more miles from town. It was, I mean, not from town, but from camp, excuse me. It was a pretty good poke to mm-hmm. get down in there. But, man, I was like, man, this has got to be good. And we didn't even know. We, we, like, look at this inlet. I didn't know if I could get the big boat in there. Might have to take the little raft through. It was another salt check. But luckily, it was really deep. It was just rolling through this sucker. It was like running up the Snake River. Mm-hmm. But luckily, the polar bear, a bunch of power, we were able to plane right through there. And man, we got right in there, dude. And we're not, we're just, it's just quiet on the boat. We're like, oh my God, dude. This is like paradise for black bears. We get in there and we're looking. There's like not much going on. And all of a sudden, Mark, you're looking out the stern of the boat. We had just gone yeah. by this bear. And you're like, holy crap. And both you and I, Jesse, turn around. And Jess, you've seen a million of these bears. You know, I don't have the experience, neither of us probably do that you do, but you looked at it and like, dude, we need to get the anchor down now. Yep, that was, was a, a, a stupid big bear. Like, that. you know, there's, there's, uh, a, <laughs> I was like, we talked about, it was a step above, you yes. know, a, a bear. That was, man, I still can't get over how big that bear was. His head was huge, dude. <laughs> but like big bears Ooh. do, you know, the wind was blowing. Man. We were probably, what, my half three quarters of a mile away at least and that bear was on us i mean immediately the wind was blowing and and i'm down no way is he gonna smell us and Mm -hmm. and sure enough he feeds off you know pretty quick and you know when those bears get into the habit of of eating in the grass it's they spend a lot of time eating so when those things kind of pick up and move pretty quick you know something's not right Mm -hmm. their predators is completely different than a prey animal they're very confident where they're at their head's not snapping up they're not looking around very often they're just 
trying to get food. Mm-hmm. And when that thing turned around and looked, I swear I wanted he to looked cry. Right I just couldn't believe it. Was, no. And he was burning holes through the back of our head. He had these oh, little beady man. eyes looking at us from, and we were, what, three quarters of a mile away, and there was no no doubt, this was no joke, a gigantic black bear. Yep, definitely seven foot. Oh, yeah. Bear. For but, sure. Yeah. You know, and like you said, we we're talking on this whole trip, like these bears are so hard to judge like how yeah, it, yeah. big they are it's yeah. just inter- i don't know if it's the color or just the way they're shaped yeah. but like trying to gain some like perspective or scale it's super difficult but it seems like those really really big ones like they just stand out and you're like mm-hmm. oh man that's a big one he did there was that was yeah no doubt in that one that might have been the biggest bear we saw oh, for sure that was definitely the yep. biggest bear for sure and we didn't we didn't get to see him long because he went at the boat from that far away, you know, and he was he was gone. But that's what makes those things yeah. so sh- oh, special yeah. is how, yeah. you know, good their nose is, you know, and just people think that they're, you know, somewhat easy to hunt. But, man, they can turn and, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, wind you from three-quarters of a mile away before you even start getting your backpack on or mm-hmm. they, before the stock has even started, that bear's on you and he's gone. The wind is – that's the most important thing with those bears. You can get away with a little bit of sound. You can get away with a little bit of movement. But smell, you will not get away with every time. They will wind you and they will – not come out and play in that spot again. That bear probably didn't come out to that beach for a while. He probably mm-hmm. went to a new area that he doesn't, you know, safe. And, and those spots, you know, nobody's ever in those no. spots. So when they do smell something, it probably, you They'll know, be send, there next it, year. Yep, it sends a ripple through all the bears in that bay mm-hmm. that there's something, you know, that's not here before. And it mm-hmm. kind of puts them on edge. And um, you can kind of blow out a whole bay just by going in there and, you know, and letting your scent get blown around. And, you know, Kurt kind of taught me that, you know, about putting mm-hmm. scent on the ground. You know, I try to soak in any bit of bear knowledge I can get from people. that. Boy, he, I spent and some that, time on the phone with him man, and it was just like, wow. That guy's a, a next Jeez. level bear hunter. Oh, for like sure. Anything that he can give me a tip, I yep. try to soak up any knowledge that guy because that's what yep. he does for a living, you know. And, and he sees <laughs> lots of bears. It's not like a guy that sees some marginal amount of bears. He sees lots of big bears and he gets his clients on a lot of big mm-hmm. bears, you know. So, yep. that's... No, yeah. he's definitely a pro when it comes to. I oh, haven't met sure. him, but just hearing you guys talk oh, no, about he's just him, a great like, guy, he's just man. like the guy, absolute stud. Yep, he and he's the one that guy. kind of pointed us in that direction. You know, and kind of pointed out some of this stuff, and really have him to thank for even ending up down there. I've got, I'd heard some stuff over the years about it, but he really dialed us in mm-hmm. on what's happening yes, down there. Yes, he so, did. But then we dropped the hook. We ended up spending some time in the bay. We got on a couple bears in there, made a couple stalks, had some fun little encounters in there. Got one into like twenty five yards. Got some yep. pictures. Uh, really, really good photos. Oh yeah, really great photos in there. Was it that, but that was a Pope and Young bear. Yeah, no, that would be a great archery dude. bear for you know that was archery hunt. That was a. I mean, it's just <laughs> a nice bear. That was a nice bear, six foot bear. You know, yeah. and just like all the bears in there, never seen anybody he comes mm-hmm. in face on. The wind is perfect, so he you know is not yeah. real you know nervous, and he stands his ground. He you know faces us, and then he does his sideways profile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and those bears when they meet each other, they you know size each other up. You know, I guess like any other animal does in the rut, whether deer, or elk. They do that side step, mm-hmm. you know, and they kind of, you know, feel each other out before he really wants to get with it. And he was kind of trying to feel us out a little bit and mm-hmm. didn't really know. And we got all the pictures we wanted, played mm-hmm. around with him a little bit, and then slowly Snuck walked off. There. And he didn't even, he yeah. stood out under the tree and watched us mm-hmm. and didn't really even care what Went was going on. a little bit yeah. while we're leaving. Yeah, I'm going to scratch my rump on this tree a He little did, bit. too. Grabs an alder and pulls it down <laughs> his did. back and butt and starts scratching on Back it. scratcher. And, yep. But, I mean, that just goes to show, like, how important that wind is, though, because we just, mm-hmm. I mean, that wind was blown directly into our face, yeah. and he just, like, he couldn't get us, you know? He couldn't nail us down, and 
that, and yet we we're 25 yards and, you know, snapping photos. But, mm-hmm. and, and I think it also maybe speaks to a little bit of the remoteness too. You know, mm-hmm. those, like, if he can't quite figure it out, you know, he's like, yeah. just hasn't been around a lot of people mm-hmm. before maybe. Yep. We're yep. making slow movements. We're doing everything right. You know, real calm, real slow. I think they can tell your energy when you're real nervous and real fast and jerky. They, they kind of know they can feel your energy, but if you're real calm and sit there real quiet, I mean, we we're snapping photos mm-hmm. left and right. Mm-hmm. I was on the left of Rob. Mark was on the right and it sounded like a machine gun going off with shutters just going crazy <laughs> yeah. but um we, yeah we got some good stuff it was it was pretty good well i'd have to think from their perspective you know a little bit like what do i have to be afraid of you know no, not I much mean, they're kind of they're king out there mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. you know i mean if the if i saw me i probably wouldn't be too intimidated trust me the safety was off <laughs> <laughs> 20 he's like 25 22 20 i'm like uh click yeah he's getting pretty close now in reality he wasn't even that close really but, uh, yeah, just, you know, you never know. Mm-hmm. I never should know. mention, too, because we did get some sweet photos and some cool video of that bear mm-hmm. and, and some other various things throughout the trip. So, And hopefully, MC Ryan will be able to weave some of these things in as yeah. we talk about it so people can kind of get a visual perspective. Because, I mean, that's the one thing about being up here. I mean, even I keep we keep talking about the beauty of this place, but it truly is like... I mean, it's one of the most stunning places in the world. I mean, Southeast Alaska yeah. is probably one of my... It probably is my favorite place in the world. And you try to mentally just soak it in and take these snapshots. And even when you take pictures, it like almost just grabs just, just an iota of just the beauty that mm-hmm. uh, that this place entails. I mean, it just... It's, it's really hard to capture it unless you come here and, and experience it yourself. And, yeah. then you're, and then you're hooked. And then you, yeah. you're planning your next trip. And yeah. then, you know, you're so talking don't, to your don't buddies. Do so don't yeah. come here. Yeah. No, don't do it. <laughs> it's terrible. Actually, don't. It's, what are you talking about, Mark? It's horrible here. It's ugly. Yeah. yeah. With the rain and 200 oh, inches of rain. 200 inches awful of rain. Awful place, man. Yeah. Don't um, come here. I got webs <laughs> in my feet and hands. And I know. Hands. I know, right? But so we finished, we kind of wrapped that up. Mm-hmm. I think we tootled around the bay a little bit. We yeah. hunted a fair, actually we hunted a fair amount more after that mm-hmm. and then made our way back to the boat mm-hmm. and kind of we're calling it, not calling it quits, but we we're going to hunt our way back, but we're kind of like, oh, had an awesome day. Yeah, and, you know, we're going to go back to camp kind of early and relax a little bit. And, and this is actually where mine, my mind started to spin a little bit. I'm like, cool, we didn't get a bear tonight. We don't have to deal with a yeah. bear tomorrow morning mm-hmm. and getting it all skinned There's out so and getting work. it broke down and get it. And yeah. so I, I, I'll be honest, Rob, I was planning on doing a little fishing until you kind of, uh, I kind of ruined the whole Yeah, program you kind of ruined there. my plan there. Yeah. We get, we get about halfway back to camp. I'm like, yeah, let's just go in this bay right here really quick and go take a look. So we pull the charter boat in there full speed. I'm rolling into this bay and I kind of look to the left. I'm like, e-brake, it's like neutral, stop the boat. Now there's a huge bear over there in this beach. And, and of course, Jesse knows how to look at these. He looks, he's like, oh yeah, dude, that's a good one. So we immediately spin the boat around, go over and anchor up way around the corner where he couldn't hear us, get in the dinghy, take off around the corner. And we just get around the corner. I'm like, you know what? Let's cut that on motor. Let's just paddle up nice and quiet. So we get up in the channel there, paddling along, nice and quiet. I'm like, he's gone. <laughs> My bear's not there anymore. I'm like, kind of like, where'd he go? He ran. He heard us. I'm kind of second guessing everything. And Jesse's like, no, 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 no. He's just right around the corner. I promise you, just to keep going. So we paddled all the way down that channel. Pretty that good was, distance. That wasn't a short paddle. Pretty good little poke there. Was... The tide, tide was running too. And man, and then I slowed the boat down and it just crept around that corner really slow. And sure enough, he was on the first cove on some grass, eating on some grass right around the corner. We're like 50 yards. He's right there. And that was an even bigger bear now. We just keep ratcheting up, you know. So once again, there's 
reef rocks out in the channel, way off the beach, dude. So I just inched the boat up behind this reef where he couldn't see us, climb up on the rocks, you know, and the rest is history. 50-yard shot, ELDX, yeah, 162 grand did his job, and he didn't go but, what, seven yards, something yeah. like yep. that. I mean, he basically made it just into the, into the slile on yeah. the, edge of the, on the yeah. edge of the beach there, and actually yeah. just like two feet. We were like, you know, we found... We were, we were worried about it, but... Yeah, we found blood, you know, pretty much yeah. right away, and yeah. then we're like, okay, well, he went in there, and then we're like, okay, well, let's, you know, like, take two more steps. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that's all actually, we Actually, I, I shouldn't say we. I was worried about it. You guys were like, dude, he's fine. It's fine. He's, he's I, right here. Yeah, I saw a good amount of blood that usually is a, pre- a just, happy ending at the end of it. I'm so. second-guessing myself. Like, I think I shot high, low, whatever it was, but you guys knew anyway. And that was kind of, that was a big bear. And that's my first bear. That's that's a my dandy first bear. bear. I've had opportunities my whole life to shoot a black bear. And I said, you know what? I only want to shoot one, maybe two. I want it to be here on Prince of Wales and a big black bear. And that was a big sucker. That bear. was a big black bear. Big, that was big, big black bear. There's big bears where we're at. Just big bodied bears. Yeah. Just, you know, just mm-hmm. <laughs> huge. I've seen a handful of bears in that area. Is, uh, kind of put stress on me judging bears because usually there's a, a bunch of sizes of bears that kind of give you an idea small. Oh, it's a medium. And then when you see a jumbo, you're like, that's a real big bear. But mm-hmm. when you're seeing, you know, a handful of bears every day and they're all really good sized bears, it's very hard to say, mm-hmm. you know, like that's not, or, you know, that's a little different than the other one we saw, but you know, and they, they were all boars. I think that I could distinctively tell one, one sow. Yeah. Maybe one tiny little bitty mm-hmm. butterball bear that had a sow looking face, but that was the only bear that I saw that I would mm-hmm. say a sow. The rest of them were all big boars, you know, lanky, tall, you know, they got that weight off from the, you know, hibernation, mm-hmm. but they're real tall and lanky and long bears and just searching for food. Those things were just cruising shorelines down there. They didn't um, stay in one spot very long. No, they're just, I mean, they'd hammer and move on and flip rocks and logs and, you know, getting into the kelp. I mean, it was like, it was, it's just like, it's so crazy. And we but, couldn't even get that bear in the boat, the big boat. So we left it in the raft and yep. just kind of towed the raft behind us all the way up to camp. And actually, Chris had been in camp all day working on his bear by himself. So we laid on the horn all the way into the bay, just <laughs> announcing our your presence. You know, he's like, oh, they must have got one, you know. Yeah, just what a great night, man, laughing our asses off. Well, then when we get there, too, uh, Chris said that there was a bear hanging around camp, you know, right Mm -hmm. below camp, and uh, was there for two to three hours, you know, kind of hanging out and making a little nervous, going back and forth, you know, and I'm I'm sure he's smelling our awesome breakfast in the morning. and (laughs) (laughs) I know there's bacon over there somewhere. I was like, should we we really be doing a bacon burn in camp? Like, I mean, I know it's delicious, but... Classic. But that was... that was so dude anyway thank you guys too for sharing that experience with me it was just i'm like you mark it ended way too quick it was like what was it three four days i don't even know how was it three days yeah i think three three days and it's like bam we're running back to town like man dang it that was way too quick yeah. yeah. And they, I, mean, so fun. I mean, that's the thing, you know, you get these bears town and then you really, I mean, we oh, had them the on work. ice and we were taking care of the meat, but yeah, yeah, the work and they definitely, they cut, I mean, we have a lot of bear hunters that listen out mm-hmm. there, but if you haven't hunted bears and yeah. maybe you've hunted deer or elk, their body structure is like way different. Like, way tighter, man. Yeah. Way like, tighter. A, like a deer backstrap, you can almost just peel it off with your fingers. You know, these things are just, everything's just stuck to them. Their hide is stuck to them. You yeah. can't peel the hide hardly at all. Yeah, the, the backstrap, there's like oh. a, almost like, I don't know, not sinew might not be the right word, but it's just like, yeah, it's just like woven throughout mm-hmm. it. And like you said, it's just really attached to that. It doesn't come the, off the bone. No. It's just like stuck to everything. 
Yeah. Yep. And boning them out was just a lot of work, man. We spent a lot of time skinning and boning and boning and skinning and boning and this and uh, yeah, a lot of work. And we had a pile of bears pretty quick. So it added up like, you know, it was like a lot. Usually it's, you'll get one or two and it kind of, you know, but we had. Luckily we packed a bunch of ice in the coolers. We had big totes and stuff full of ice and we were able to get everything back. So then we get all this done. We're, you know, we're like, well, let's head for town load the boat up, load everything up. And Jesse, you were like, hey, you know, I've shot so many bears. I'm, just, I'm probably not even going to do, I'm not even going to shoot one. You know, and you've shot a 21-inch cranker last year. You're like, I'm not going to beat that anyways. So we'll just go home and I'll help you guys take care of the stuff. And I'll probably go get one, you know, back by town later, next few days. I'll get one on my own. So we're rolling, we're running like two and a half hours. We're almost home. Come around the corner, 15 minutes from town. We're like, dude, right there, right on the beach. And then that's a good one. <laughs> then talk about what happened. So yeah, we, uh, you know, like I said, I had my bow the entire trip, and I told everybody that you know I was pretty adamant that everybody was going to tag out, and then if there was some uh, stupid big bear that was just itching to get you know stock made on him, I was going to you know try it. But I had no intentions on shooting a bear. Like, like Rob said, I shot a really nice bear last year, and that you know kind of satisfied me to the you know to this point to where you know just helping people get bears and just being at bear camp is. is fine enough for me in the spring but we see this bear and just you know again it's like oh it's a boar for sure uh-huh. and we look at it and, and I think Mark was like I think that's a really good mm-hmm. one and uh, I look at it and I'm kind of him and Han about oh yeah it's a nice one and in my head I'm, I'm thinking that does look like a good one and so uh, I think Rob well you better make a stock on him you know and I wasn't even thinking about <laughs> I threw it that and, out there yeah like- Come on. I patted you on the bow. Yeah, like, come, come on. on. Hey, get, get, <laughs> yeah. get in there. So I grabbed my bow, and I ended up, you know, grabbed my bow and was just going to take off off the boat, you know, not even really thinking straight. And Mark looks up, and he's like, well, do you want me to film it for you? You know, because I had my camera, you know, down there the entire time and got all these, you know, kills on film and just, you know, trying to document the hunt. And, you know, Mark, you want to film? I, uh, yeah, I guess so. That would be kind of cool. And so Mark and I, you know, took uh, launched a dinghy off the big boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark paddled at the shore um, through a uh, seaweed or a kelp, uh, a kelp bed, bed which is kind of entertaining bed. you know getting through yep. the kelp bed we get to shore uh drag the raft up on shore a little bit and uh the bear was kind of tucked back in a little cove flipping rocks he was just on the crabs like crazy so the wind it's actually really good the wind was perfect this time it seemed like mm-hmm. all the rest of them the wind was kind of marginal what we we're doing but this time the wind was really good to where this bear was at and i kind of felt really confident about the stock like i said you can get away with sight and sound, but wind is the most important thing. I mean, they're talking 2,100 times stronger than human nose. Mm-hmm. So if there's a swirl of anything, they are gone, and especially something that big. This isn't their first rodeo. They've been, mm-hmm. they've had people try to hunt them before. I mean, we talked to a guy that saw a bear on that same beach and tried to get him and didn't get oh, him. You know, up. yeah, as they're feeling it. Carl was like, yeah. yeah, we saw a bear over there last yeah, year. I think and, it was the same. same and you bear. know, it's probably the same bear because they yeah. kind of go to the same areas. But you know, the wind was perfect. So Mark and I just tucked ourselves right on the shoreline and I told him to, you know, wash his feet when we're walking, just make sure that there's no, there's these poppy kelp things mm-hmm. and we were stepping on there st- and they literally <laughs> it's like a little firecracker pop yeah. pop when you're trying to make a stock it sounds like so loud going off yes exactly well, those, those beaches i mean they are so noisy. whether you're stepping on poppy kelp mm-hmm. or mussels or barnacles mm-hmm. or even just the rocks themselves against other rocks i mean it's tough to stay quiet on mm-hmm. the beach there yep it is and and what we had going was there's a good stiff wind and he was also flipping rocks he was making just noise. he was making noise and we could hear him so mm-hmm. i told mark every time that he puts his face down in the sand and flips a rock we were just going to continue to get a little closer 
And he was kind of going back and forth. And I didn't know what he was going to do if I was going to have to make a stock all the way to him or if we we're going to be able to, to get into a good position and have him, you know, come to us and make it easier for us, you know. So I kind of made a game plan to get to the stump the entire time. I told myself, if I get to that stump, we're, we're setting good. We can just sit there and this bear is probably going to work within a good bow range. I told myself I didn't want to shoot over 40 yards on this trip. I haven't been shooting like I normally do. And, and you know, so I just told myself nothing over 40. I don't, you know, I don't have mm-hmm. to. So we end up, you know, it's just working out. I kept turning around and looking at Mark, you know, while the camera was rolling and just like, man, this is working out. This and is working again, out. We had the cathedral seats. We're in, we took the charter boat out into the channel and I had it reverse against the wind, and we're watching with our binoculars. We're watching the whole thing go down. We're just like, wow. Chris yep. and I are just hair standing up on the back of our necks watching the whole thing go down. That bear came right up to you. Yeah, well, I, ke- I, mean, I kept looking back at the boat, yeah. too, and they were watching. I said, I can't believe this is working out. I can't believe it's working out. I mean, we were really almost closing the distance on one another, like, at about almost the same rate. Like, the bear was working our way. We were working mm-hmm. his way. And like I said, we had the wind in our favor. And just, I mean, you almost knew that he was going to follow that shoreline, just the way he was kind of, you know, cruising through there. Yep, exactly. And, you know, once they get on a beeline, they seems like they kind of continue that direction. And Man, we do. We kind of hunker down. I got to my, you know, the the stump that I wanted to get to, and I knew that that was, you know, going to be the the spot that I was going to sit at. And we kind of just sat on our knees and waited. And that bear ended up working to. I think I ranged him at thirty six, and um, he'll probably see on the film. I draw because any he, and he's quartering to me, and he's and he looks like he's going to turn broadside, and then I draw. And I only take broadside and quartering away shots on these animals. And he was quartering to me. And I was like, nope, not going to shoot, not going to shoot. So I let down. And it's probably entertaining watching from the boat because I draw, let down. Oh, draw, let down. And, he, and <laughs> by then I'm thinking the bear's playing with me. I'm like, man, he knows well, we something's going on. we were thinking you were screwing around like, well, maybe he's just going to get pictures. Yeah. He's going to get oh, it. Right. We're second guessing everything and out there. No, the and I was, I was trying to, you know, not hold too long, but, mm-hmm. you know, not having to see me draw. Cause I've been busted before trying to draw on a bear yeah. waiting until the last moment. And, yeah. um, so, you know, and, uh, the bear, he starts flipping, uh, driftwood logs right in front of us. And I mean, he closes it to like 30 and he starts flipping over a log in front of us. And then I'm thinking, okay, you know, like th- this is going to work out. I'm with well within my comfortable range right here. And, um, he kind of notices something's not right. He kind of, you know, just kind of suspected something and he still looks down, but you can tell he's kind of keeping paying attention to where we're at. And then all of a sudden he picks up ahead and then closes the distance to probably, I didn't range it last, but it was, it was probably 24 yards somewhere right there, 26 to 24 yards right in that range. And, um, he do, he did what big bears do. He kind of just stood his ground. He knew something wasn't right. And, uh, he just put his foot down and just, you know, made himself look as big as possible, hunched up and, and gave me a perfect, um, opportunity for a, a good frontal shot to slip it in right next to his, uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. the left shoulder is what I slipped it in right between his That's shoulder That's exactly blade. where it went in. Yep. yep. And uh, I took that. It's my first yep. time doing that on a bear. Um, I'm not advocating that shot. It is a deadly shot, but I think you, you know, I've done it on deer before, but I, you know, I thought this was close enough. You know, I got a pretty good rig. My, you know, I got a, you know, nice solid bow with real heavy arrows. Mm-hmm. So they penetrate really good picked a spot on that thing and um, let her fly. And that thing pretty much went right where I wanted to and actually went in, you know, pretty deep. It actually penetrated a lot further than I thought. And oh, uh, that thing was buried to the flesh. Yeah, all the you way know, to the flesh. Yep. How long, and how long's your arrow? I mean, it like was 28 like, and a half. And it was mm-hmm. like 26 plus inches of arrow oh, yeah. inside his chest. And Easy. and he takes off, luckily, you know, because he's facing yeah. us. And I always thinking, man, you know, like. Hopefully he doesn't come. Yeah, this way, you, know. <laughs> you know, you hear that with brown bears, you know, you don't want to shoot them if they know where mm-hmm. you're at because that's where their aggression is going to get 
push to is right to you. But that you know, Blackbeard's a little different. He took off up into the mm-hmm. the thick stuff like they do every yeah. time, you know, right in, into the timber. And lucky uh, didn't go far though. No, we we yeah. high fived and looked back at the boat, and I'm pumping my mm-hmm. arms up, you know, because I knew they were watching. And um, that I man, I still I'm still on cloud nine over awesome, that. Man. That was like that whole awesome. thing was. That, that whole thing, that pretty was pretty, moment, pretty special. Yep. yep. So we w- came back and, and uh, you know, got Rob. I think we mm-hmm. went out there and got, you know, like knives and got everything. Because I didn't think it was going to work out that fast. So I kind of left my backpack on the boat. I left everything. I literally was using Mark's bino harness um, and his <laughs> rangefinder because I had my stuff all put away just because, like I said, we were almost home. Mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, like not really in the Well, I mean, that was, the fir- that was literally the first time you picked up your bow that mm-hmm. entire week. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. No, and I, and I have just as much fun me shooting a bear as seeing other people yeah. experience what I love about this place. It's just it, you see their eyes light up and you see people like, oh, that true excitement. And, and it's it's hard to bottle up like that, you know, to like, it's just unbelievable. And I kind of live through people's experiences like your first bear mm-hmm. and Mark's first time, mm-hmm. you know, killing a black bear up here. He said he went on a black bear hunt before and in brown bear country. Yeah. Um, but, you yeah. know, so it, it's cool to see it work out and people, you know, they're, they get a taste of what you live up here every day. And I don't say I'm not taking it for granted, but sometimes you kind of you get used to the stuff around here to where it's not like you know, next level like it was, but when you have guys around you that are, you that know, are excited. oh, excited yeah. and high fiving. I mean, it's like almost tears, you know, you're almost just, you know, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's, and that bear went up in the trees and they do like what bears do. He crawled up under, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a blow down and, and we couldn't find blood for a bit and we ended up kind of grid searching in there and then found, you know, where he was. And he know, was a tanker, he's... dude. We get in there, I'm like, oh my God, this thing is huge. <laughs> it was, it was giant. Br- it was crazy getting him out of there, dude. It was like, we all blew our backs out and we had to drag him through all those bloat. He was just a monster. Yeah. So you... You measured the skull twenty plus inches. Yep, yep, twenty to sixteenth is what it, what fishing game measured it, bear, and that's bigger than I thought. I yeah. told myself, I, you know, it's that's a nice. A yep, it is. That's mm-hmm. a that's a that's Whopper. a nice bear. So Pope and Young is eighteen. Yep. So yep. he's way way yep. into the book there. Yep. Yep. Pretty awesome, man. Great experience. Oh, it's awesome. Loaded up. Got got to town by dark. Yeah. Once again, I think we're eating dinner at like eleven o'clock at night or yeah. something that night doing the doing the program. You know. But uh, high-fiving all the way into town, man. You can't beat 100% and in, in really three days mm-hmm. of hunting, you yeah. know, and it was Yeah. That's so cool. And I mean, just hunting is, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome to go by yourself. But when you can share this mm-hmm. place yeah. with people that you genuinely yeah. genuinely like and care about, like, honestly, yeah. like, yeah. your guys' totally stocks and successes mm-hmm. and hanging out, whatever. And everybody's cheering for I, each other. I, I honestly, like, I actually, that, like Jesse, like, I liked being on yours mm-hmm. probably equally or maybe even more sure. than I like, you know, when I Absolutely. got my bear. Because it was just like, yep. you get to, it's tough to explain, but anyway, yeah. it's pretty special. It is. No, that's that's why I like helping people out, you know, just, and I think hunters need to help hunters in general. It's such a tight knit community, you know, and I think that's, you know, how we're going to continue doing what we do is just helping fellow hunters out and not you know, dividing, you do it this way, you're gun hunting. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're doing this. I don't like that. I think, you know, everybody just needs to come together regardless of what way you hunt, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's bait hunting, there's spot and stock hunting, there's clear cuts up here to hunt. There's so many ways to hunt these black bears, you know, so it's just, 
you pick a uh, pick a direction and start you know making boot tracks one way and you're probably going to find what you're looking for yeah, there's, so and talk about the genetics here too you know we took our bears over to rosie over in thorn bay to get our rugs made rosie roseland one of the taxidermists here just a great guy i never met him before oh my god he's dude. awesome that guy is money i want to hang out with him I know, afterwards. I was like, can you go hunting with us <laughs> He's just a character, man. He was, he was so excited. He's seen probably hundreds upon hundreds of, of bears come in, and he was so excited for us. Yeah. You way know? excited, way pumped. helpful, informational. Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah, it was like, honestly, like a bright spot of the trip going and getting oh, to visit with sure. him. And, and we didn't know about the genetics, really. The, the fact that the bears here are genetically predisposed to be a lot bigger than black bears everywhere else. He's like, on average, the bears here have an inch bigger skull they're going to be six inches to a foot longer than all the other bears, even in, in the surrounding islands and stuff here. And you you know all about that, of course, but it was kind of fascinating for us to hear that. And, and the fact that this is kind of a special species or subspecies of black bear that live here on Prince of Wales Island. You know? It is. They, they're unlike any other black bear. You know, I, I came, I used to read, I read a Cameron Haynes book, Backcountry Bowhunting, and, yep. I, and I read stories about Roy Roth, the legend mm-hmm. Roy Roth. Mm-hmm. You know, that is my hero. I look up to that yeah. guy more than most anybody. He was the most humble hunter, just in a bear slaying machine. And they used to come up, Cameron would come up from Oregon. Mm-hmm. He would come down from Anchorage after he moved, and they would do these hunts just like we did. And they would hire somebody from Craig, and they would get to in a fishing boat with some skiffs and they would set baits you know which i mm-hmm. that's my preferred method of, of hunting black bear and they would set baits in these super remote spots and they would go over a hundred percent on these hunts because roy is a resident so he could take two bears mm-hmm. so all the guys killed bears and then roy would take two bears and usually his mm-hmm. were the biggest on the trip you know and um reading stories about this place before i ever even seen it i just had i held it so high it was you know i knew this place was going to be for me you know it's like it's calling me you know and i never <laughs> even been there and i you know and you're i screwed and now i live here and i get to call this place home and i you know yeah. it's just Every day is a new day here. When I it's first just... started coming here, Ted Nugent would hunt here every spring. We'd see him in town, all over the place, hunting black bear, you know. And he shot a bear over 600 pounds on the scale. 602, 603, something like that. Yep. That's unfathomable. Oh, dude. That, that's, I can't even fathom seeing something like that. Yep. I don't think I don't think I could shoot it. I'd probably get buck fever or bear fever or whatever and melt down and start jacking shells out of my gun. And who knows what? Who knows oh, what would totally. happen? I mean, yeah, I mean, (laughs) almost like you, Jess, I remember seeing a video and it was Cameron and Roy and I think Steve Sims from like Sims Vibration Dampeners and they were on that big... El Dorado. El Dorado, right? And then, like, the I mean, they're just in this oh, country. Yeah. And, Legendary bear boat around mm-hmm. here. Yep. And yep. just bait, you know, baiting bears and just like, you know, they'd they'd go into, you know, number one, you're seeing the country and then you're seeing them like go into baits and like the bears would be on the bait and like not leaving. Like, no, this is my bait. Like, Yep, get out of here. It's you know, just, and it's you're just, a big dominant boar when you're doing that, boy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And they are, and usually yep. the first couple of bears that hit it, you know, that there's such a, a dominance order here with bears on the beaches. If you go to the best spots where there's the best food, that's where you're going to find the biggest bear. If you go back in there and you know and do the Camhain's uh, bear crack recipe with some bacon burns in there, you're probably going to find something pretty special, and it's going to be very close range. Like, oh, you, you mean? Know. But we just kind of did that by just cooking. And yeah, cooking, exactly. We were, we just, were just doing it for fun. For yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it happens. <laughs> we were cooking. I was like, I was totally replaying that in my mind. I'm like, this is strikingly similar to what they were doing to draw the bears in. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Camp but, food. Yeah. So, I mean, 
what we did, like we said, very gear intensive. You know, we had a mm-hmm. special set of tools here with your boat, Rob. Yeah. But like, there's definitely some ways that a person that who maybe hasn't been here before or doesn't live here could come up here and enjoy this island for all that it is. You can hunt the road system. There is a road system throughout the state. Maybe can you, can you speak to places. maybe some of those other options that a person might have that maybe doesn't have these amazing resources that we had for this hunt? Yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, the do-it-yourself guy, this is the best hunt there is. This is, you know, you can, there's so many rows on the island, and it's not even boat hunting like we did. I think that's personally the best way to find, you know, a big bears to get in these remote spots of the boat where there's no roads. But a guy can go to catch a can, you can either fly over here, or you can take a ferry, and you can rent a car, and you can drive until, you know, you can drive and drive mm-hmm. and drive, and there's roads that lead to ocean uh, bays and lagoons and clear cuts and uh, there's a couple different food sources where these bears are at there's some bears that always stake a little bit higher um, I like hunting the beach bears the estuary type bears um, you know but you could come over here you could rent a skiff mm-hmm. I think you could, Hollis Reynolds has skiff. yeah Hollis Reynolds sure got DJ's skiff got yep. skiffs over yes, there, he does yeah. yep and uh, yep. you can rent a car and you could uh, camp I mean I've seen guys pitching tents in rock pits around the you know logging roads and having a great time you can rent from one of the local places here have a bed and breakfast or um, lodging you could uh, you know the best way I would do it would be to come here and rent a skiff you don't have to get very far out of any one of these towns to find a bear like we mm-hmm. talked about I shot my bear yeah. so close to town that yeah. it's embarrassing almost that you know we're well, out that far and we come back and you know <laughs> Kurt, and there's a Kurt big bear right, right there town. But, yeah no, he's and, like, because this went to draw Five six years ago, it's almost that, ten. It almost was like ten. Yeah, now. Almost That's what ten. I was it's say. Like nine. It's, so yeah. it's probably important to bring up that this is a draw hunt, and so the, it's not an over the counter. The numbers tag. are prolific now, and it's become almost an issue with the deer herd here is kind of taking a hit from all these bears. There's bears everywhere here now, yep. so you don't need to take the boat. And even Kurt, we're talking to Kurt before we left. He's like, he's got a big remote, kind of a, a big uh, a mothership kind of deal that he used to hunt with. He's like, I don't even use it anymore. We just hunt close to town here. They're shooting, you know record book bears within 30, 40 minutes of town. Yep. That's exactly. And you can skiff, right? I mean, you could just drive a car and get and find the green grass and you're going to find mm-hmm. bears. They mm-hmm. pop, that yeah. the, the black fur pops out and green it's, so no much. That you, yeah, yeah. There is no doubt that there's a bear and it's shiny black sitting in the green. And, We're going 30 miles an hour in the charter boat. Like, <laughs> there's the one brakes. a mile away over there, yep. you know, in the bay. And more than Could likely in spring, it's probably something good. It's probably yeah. a boar. Yeah. Um, you know, you can shoot sows or boars here. You can't shoot a sow with cubs. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. but it, you don't really see sows with cubs right now that if you yeah. come in the first couple of weeks of may yeah. you're primarily mm-hmm. going to see boars you know and mature boars on the beach too you know you're going to see something pretty special um and then there's baiting too you can come here to fishing game you can register baits it, it's a 15 minute class online you get your bait certificate you can go on a fishing game and they print you out a bait certificate and you go hang it up at your whatever site you pick and um you there's a ton of ways to bait them i don't think it's real hard here to get bears in um it, it's pretty easy to play cat and mouse with them but if someone was into that like i know that i know a lot of guys from idaho that are serious in a bait and the amount of work that they put in in those spots i think that they would you know they'd be fishing water up here they would love it because uh well you're you know. a, you're into that and you've done that for a long time we're like okay how do we get a bunch of bait on the charter boat we're like okay how do we get bait down into these remote so let's <laughs> register them you know yeah, yeah. we could look we could put a lot of bait on the charter oh yeah no that's <laughs> <laughs> yes you could it yeah, wouldn't I'm take not, very I'm much not dropping any hints here yeah but uh yeah right right i don't know where you're planning on putting it but <laughs> I, I know where i'm putting it yeah that inlet we were in down there is like wow paradise 
Yeah. Stay out of my spots, Rob. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, good luck getting there. I don't actually on the way out is somebody else's spot because we saw the big trap line sign on the way oh, out. That's right. Yeah, there yeah, was that a was big so cool man. Yeah. So many traps in there in the winter. Yep, and yeah. that's a and it's it's a ways out there mm-hmm. too. So that it was they it must was kind of cool to see. Who knows yep. what? Put yeah, up a camp in there. Yep, it's yeah. kind of cool to see that sign that somebody's marking yep. that territory for trapping, and you know, yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, great experience, awesome time. We got to spend a little time fishing, you know, at least getting done early. We had some time to we went out caught a couple king salmon yesterday. That was that was good. I was. I finally got to see you in your element. That oh, was yeah. that was impressive, oh, my gosh. dude. That oh, was yeah, very that's, impressive. That's my element out there. I, for I sure. got some too buddies way, and, and way too much time out there. Let me tell you. I'm just, yeah. We're on that boat. I'm like these kings don't have a chance. Well, <laughs> and just fishing with other people here and just chartering. You know, I got some good buddies that you know that are good. But um, you're on another level of fishing. You are so good at what you do on the back deck. It was really cool seeing you and your element out there and and seeing what you do for your career. And it, it shows that you are very good at it. And you love it. It's, and it's, you, and it's you, a love. And for you, sure. and, you, and we got fish. Yeah. And you know. <laughs> it was like he took us to spot and you knew exactly oh yeah here and here and, and bang 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 well, you know those electronics how that elect that little ranch gear on there with that wide beam we scanned a couple we metered a couple spots it was like yeah i don't know tumbleweeds were blowing through there like yeah let's go down here and sure enough we pull in and one of the boats from town is there and he we just pull up to say hi to him and whack he hooks into one moochin like yeah okay we'll drop it that was pretty convenient <laughs> oh yeah. yeah that's a good sign that is a good yeah. sign yeah the fishing was it was almost akin to the bear hunting you know we mm-hmm. went out there we're like all right let's do some simple okay we're done i guess we're done let's uh we'll call her and it go had back happened in. quick yeah and we got a big school came in right at the end like way up top too we're dragging the bottom like wow they're at 35 feet we've raised the downriggers up whammy bammy bam bam Yep. Put some kings in the old Pelican cooler there and came home. So and that was really cool because I don't get a lot of you know experience like that. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes that's the last thing I want to do is go mess around with salmon because yeah. that's what I do for a living. Is, is, yeah, is growing yeah. salmon. But to get a chance to you know to mm-hmm. see you in your element out there and see you that know was fun, like man. that was. T- Something pretty yeah. special for well, sure. And two of those fish were clippers yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I was actually telling my boss about that. that yep. The two out of the probably three probably headed were, for Washington. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Probably headed south. Yeah. Nice so we're at, we're at the top of the funnel up here. So pretty much all the king runs come right by Craig here off the coast. And luckily we're out on the highway here, mm-hmm. so we get almost all the runs here off the coast. So and then all the silvers you guys raise, they start showing up in early July. So we go right from kings. The kings go all the way through July into early August, but the silvers start pouring in here. Uh, one of the biggest hatchery systems in Alaska that you guys operate over there on the Klawak River. Uh, you release 5.5 million. Yeah, like 5.2. Yeah, yep. Smolt. Yep. Yeah. And, and there's some uh, bigger ones in Southeast, but you guys are definitely uh, right up there and your return rates are crazy good. Yep. Five uh, to seven percent. No, yeah, it's just insane. Lucky. It's just rich over here. There's just yeah. very, you know, we're lucky that we have a native stock of coho salmon on the mm-hmm. river that we, you know, the hatchery's at. And, they do very good here. There's a lot of food in the ocean. They get very big, very quick, and you know they all come back as three-year-old salmon. And That's this so cool. coming year is projected to be a very big good year. year for coho. Yeah, so it should be a big one. Makes this you feel year. good because especially yep. when you live in a small community like this and you get to see the benefit from the salmon coming back. You know, like I've worked at hatcheries to where the commercial fishermen, you know, mm-hmm. they get their share of uh, fish, but you get to see actual families and and smaller charter businesses and smaller trollers and, and see them benefit and 
you know, and sustain a living here by, you know, us growing fish is, is pretty fulfilling, you know, when they come and say like, thank you. I made like a good amount of money this year off, you know, your coho that I literally threw pellets to for a year, hand you know, fed hand for fed. I mean, I'm, little buddy. I'm throwing 1,300 pounds a day. million fish with you and I'll, yep. I'll feed you by hand. 1,300 pounds a day I'm throwing by hand. That's right so now. crazy. Wow. That's why you're so buff, It's, dude. it's like, 44 pound out. bags, you know, each is just, you know. <laughs> Well, the, you're, you're talking about these fish, though. Like, when you talk about them, you're like, oh, yeah, this one is like, so, you know, X grams at this mm-hmm. time. I mean, you're feeding these things from essentially, well, they start as eggs in the hatchery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like, what are the fish when you start to feed them? Like, when they come out, like, how many grams are they? You know, we were, we try to target like a 25 gram release, and that's about a three inch fish, you know? Um, okay. That's like, the natural out migration size for a salmon. But, you know, like right at the end, there, we're trying to put it, I'm feeding every day, all day, and we're putting two grams of growth a week of, of flesh on that salmon. And when they hit the ocean, they can grow two they grams a day. Fast. It's a two gram yeah. a day growth. So it just shows yeah. you, you know, the ocean. There's so much food out there, and especially off the coast of Prince mm-hmm. of Wales, the West Coast, it's just. It's the it's best rich, habitat. Man. It's rich. They go and out and they the get salmon, very big and they come back. Fish, lingcod, halibut. I mean, it, it's just, it's alive with fish out there. Yes, it and is. It's just starting right now. Yep. It's going to be, it'll be crawling here in a few weeks. Yeah. If you kings, and then the cohos come. I mean, it's, it's truly one of the best saltwater fisheries in the world. I cold, think cold water, saltwater fisheries in the world. I've worked at six hatcheries around yeah. all Southeast and hands down by far, yeah. this is the best fishing there yeah. is, is off out of Craig, Alaska. In a small it's, town, we got protection yep. out there. If it blows up, we've always got a place to hide. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 20 years, man. And I, there's been a lot of years. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And I get home <laughs> seriously, like three or four days. I'm like, oh, I get up. Yeah, I wonder what's going on at the Cape today. Hmm. <laughs> Call around. You want to go out there and do some fishing? You know, I mean, it doesn't take long after 100 straight days of grinding your, you know, what off out there. And you're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of kind of what we do. But you can tell you have a passion for it. It, it so sets fun, you apart. Man. It does. You can totally tell. You absolutely you know. love every yep. day. We get physically drained by the end of summer. But in our hearts, me and the rest of the guys, Troy and Howie, Kim and everybody, we absolutely love it. Absolutely love being out there. It's a sense of freedom, too. Because every morning when you leave the dock, the chains break off, and yep. you're free. Mm-hmm. You just we just roam the coast, all up and down the coast, and it's just just me. There's a bunch of other lodges here, wonderful lodges here. It doesn't matter what you're into, whether you're five star, family kind of oriented thing. Our our business, you know, we we just run a small business here, but it, it, there's a, a number of different lodges here that offer really everything. So yep. it doesn't matter what you're into. There's something here for you yes, so, there is. on the fishing front, nope. and then then. So we had today to kill. You know, you told us about a little steelhead fishing. So we're like, you know what? Let's go get the kids trout rods. <laughs> There's still some steelhead in the creeks here. Like, and we rigged up this, I mean, just like we would never use this stuff at home. No, no. We get these bobbers that you like clip on and we go up to one of the creeks here and I'll be damned if we don't catch a, a bunch of steelhead. Mm-hmm. Just like, What? Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally over the top. Just the icing on the cake. Big, a big, huge exclamation mark right on the end of just an epic trip, you know. Oh, it was awesome. Super cool. It was awesome. And then it goes to show, man, grab a couple of wispy little trout rods and a sack full of steelhead jigs that you just <laughs> bought at the store, and you can go for it. And, I mean, that was just classic. The, the diversity up here is just like yeah. there's not enough time. 
No, you know, no. Even if you, I think even if you live here, there's not enough time. No, I, I, uh, and my family, you know, loves it. But every vacation I get, mm-hmm. I'm deeper in Alaska somewhere because it's so immense. There's so much history to every inlet and a point and a cape and just all this stuff in this history and every, and these names and nicknames and the trout pond and this and that is mm-hmm. so cool hearing all this stuff and, you know, and, and people, it's just, I don't know. I can't, I can't get enough of it. Honestly, I haven't left Alaska for a, vacation and it's embarrassing to say I don't even know mm-hmm. when last mm-hmm. I just I, I uh, go deeper and go you, more wild just, you live on vacation I do I uh, you know I, it's it's the cliche you see that you know try to pick a spot that you don't have to leave you know like for a vacation and I just you can go 10 minutes mm-hmm. outside of town and not see anybody else and have the best of the best whether it's it's black uh, bear hunting blacktail hunting like we talked about steelhead that is my passion steelhead and black bears and those things it's uh they both come out the same time it's really cool last couple weeks of april bears are just starting to come out of hibernation a bunch of chrome bright steelhead in there so i mean i'm setting baits at the same time as i'm going fishing in the morning and uh after a long winter there's nothing better than watching the green grass come up Mm -hmm. and everything really come to life pretty much every creek here has a steelhead about every creek right in the one in town has a good run of steel in the fall all these creeks are full of coho in the fall too there's a lot of guys that come here and actually rent a car you mentioned the car rental deal, uh, rent a car, you know, stay at Fireweed, stay at one of the hotels and go river fishing, bring your waders and go catch some, go catch some silvers. You, yep. you work on the Cloac. You need a permit to fish there yep. uh, from the Cloacina, but it is crazy how many cohos are in there. Like late September, October, you go walk on them because the hatchery's right there. But if you don't like that, every creek here has cohos in it. Loaded. If you want to fly fish, great. If you want to throw spinners, Whatever you want to do, you can go find some cohos just driving the road system, plinking and plunking around all the different little rivers here. Yep. Well, and then circling back awesome. to bear hunting, there's there's a fall bear hunt as well that's on a draw. So you yep. could draw mm-hmm. that fall bear yeah. hunt, couple that with some some river fishing, Absolutely. you know, shoot a bear that's on the fish. Yeah. And no, yeah, you, spot. you got your gun and your fly rod at the same time because you're, you know, yeah. you're fishing right in the holes that the bears are fishing. And bring, and- bring some rain gear. <laughs> it was nice. We talked about nice weather. But it can get after it here. Even the, we were coming in back into town today, and it was coming down so hard you can't even drive on the highway. You know, it it, it rains here. It's a rainforest. Yep. It just is what it is. That's why there's so many fish, so many critters. Uh, but trust me, you will not see it rain anywhere like it rains here. Yep. It gets after it. Yes, it does. And so don't come here. Stay nope. away. Don't. Wind blows, rains all the time. Right. We've been talking that we've been. Just talking this place up way too much we need to kind of bring it back down a little, it's, it's terrible every day <laughs> no and it does every time you get all confident alaska uh-huh. seems to find a way to slap you back down to the yeah. unconfident level you yeah. know it, it's still so. alaska after all yeah it's exactly yeah. no it's yep. and that goes to show you know have the good communication have an in reach oh, or yeah. satellite phone because like we talked about yep. you know i i personally like being without cell service 15 minutes outside of town but for mm-hmm. a lot that is unnerving that you know even if you do have communication it could be a while for someone to get there for you so you really sure. got to think about yep. what you're doing you know yep. i used to i grew up in in southwest washington and i'd be hopping logs and going down creeks and don't really care but here no. you really think about everything you do and it took a while it took really for me having children to realize mm-hmm. that like hey man you gotta you know like this you know you could break your ankle doing something yeah. that you've done a hundred times and you aren't crawling out or of there packing out of the alpine it, with a, a couple of black tails in your pack or something i mean i take baby steps now I used to just yep. charge down the side of the mountain now it's like trekking poles little baby steps every little footfall you're you know because helps a long ways away here so man, no. yeah the, the consequences are bigger out here <laughs> no for sure you know i mean yep. as far as you know when you make if you make a yeah. you know bad or you don't even have to make a bad decision for something 
bad to happen. I mean, this is—I mean, this is Alaska. This is a wild, wild place. Absolutely. Even the Coast Guard was just here giving me my inspection on the boat. Like, we welcome the Coast Guard. Usually down south, you see the guy. It's like, God, the Coast Guard, great. Up here, it's like, come on over, guys. What do you want? Are you hungry? What do you want? I mean, yep. because those guys save our lives off the coast. God forbid something happens, they're there to help you out. So, well, and yeah. as we were heading out, the beacon was going off. I don't, yeah, I, don't a, I don't know the end of the story, but there was a distress call for sure. Yeah, yep. when you when you hear pawn 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 on that VHF, man, the volume goes up, and I mean, I'm tuned right in. It was way north of where we were, but it could be anywhere. So, all it, anybody's got a VHF radio here. A lot of people have them in their homes, even. Volumes going up and everybody's tuned in and what's happening. So yep. and some places up here they communicate on the VHF. There's not there's no cell service. There's not nothing. So there's certain channels. When we get remote, when we're fishing, you hear the wives talking on the VHF. Yeah, I made some blueberry muffins this morning. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I put that coconut the coconut flakes in there. You gave. Oh my goodness, they're the best blueberry. Oh, oh, that's delightful. They're talking back and forth on the VHF radio. That's all they got. You and, know. And then you guys just rolling. Hey, we're here for the blueberry muffins. That's right. <laughs> I'd like I try to get it some direction finding thing. Like what cover the end? I want breakfast. You know. Rob's out there with the big antenna. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Pretty man. awesome. Dude, yeah. that's super cool. Well, I don't even know if we need to, but we, we do a thing that we call Last Calls mm-hmm. on the podcast here, and it's kind of your final thoughts, just anything that you want to add to, something that you maybe forgot or wanted to speak to. And maybe, Rob, we started with you. Let's let's start with you again. And if you've got you know that one, one last thing that you'd I've, love to bestow I, on our listeners. Well, for this hunt in particular, and, and you talked about this being a dream trip, you know, and a lifetime trip. And I've honestly been thinking about taking a black bear my whole life. And the black bear I got is the black bear I've wanted my entire life. Cause I, I'm not a bear hunter really. I mean, I'm elk deer. I've hunted my whole life. I'm really, I consider myself a hardcore hunter, waterfowl, all of it, but bears, I've had a lot of chances to, to kill black bears and I've just never done it. I've always let them walk for whatever reason, but I always had this vision in my mind of this hunt and that bear that I got and that rug, and all of it, and it all worked out to perfection, perfectly, thanks to you guys, and of course, Chris, Chris isn't here right now, I know, but thanks to you guys, I mean, dude, yeah, it almost brings a tear to my eye, how epic it all went down, and it was just my whole life, I've thought about that bear, and I got the bear, it's over at the taxidermist, it all worked out perfectly. Beautiful bear in my Seriously. Dad. Beautiful. The, the pelts were just amazing. Yes, they were. No rubs, we heard about all these rubs. All the bears we got were pretty much rub free. Yeah. You know? And uh, I mean, it's funny that you, or it's not funny that you say that, but just when we were talking before the hunt, you were talking, I mean, like to a T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I just want this one I bear. One. And, you know, I've had yeah. opportunities. And like, when you got that bear and we, when we got up to it, yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, it like, was it. Like, it happened. Like, yeah. what Rob has essentially, like, you know, dreamt Huge about his bear. whole life, like, it happened. Like, this is it. And, and I'll then, probably do it again. I, I, now I'm saying, you I know, one say, bear, but now I'm like, yeah, yeah, I might go again. I got him. <laughs> yeah, I might do it again now. I might, well, I might get a bigger one, you know? And now <laughs> yeah. it's like, yeah, okay. I saw, I saw the potential down there, that big cranker bear. And of course, the one you got, I'm like, wow, there's bigger than what I got. Wow. Well, I'm glad, to, I'm anyway. glad to hear you say that because when I saw you, mm-hmm. when I saw that bear, I was like, man, I'm going to have some, done. I'm going to have some extra convincing <laughs> to do. <laughs> You're going to have to buy more drinks at SHOT Shows. We're going to have to do. Yeah. Done. <laughs> it doesn't take much convincing. A couple Con- of drinks and I'm yep. Consider yeah. it done. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's kind of where, uh, where my thoughts have been the last few days. And I've been rewinding. Uh, these are all little videos that play in my, my mental imagery of everything that goes on. And just that whole thing, how it worked out, was just perfect. 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 That's so So cool. 20 years of me thinking about this, it just happened. 
and it just couldn't have been better. So, yeah. Pretty sweet for sure. What do you got, Jess? You know, um, just the camaraderie in hunting camp this time was just was so awesome. amazing. That like, was uh, there's some people on the island, but I hunt a lot by myself, and and I like that. Don't get me wrong; it's nice, but it's different. So when you when you have people at camp with good work ethic and and a great attitudes and just like, yep, well, I'm down for whatever. Everybody's shooting ideas, and everybody's you know sounds good, you know that's so special when it comes together like that, where everybody's getting along and everybody's, you know, uh, Dude, just it was meshing. All positivity. It positivity. All positivity. That's the only way to be, especially and on those hunts. each other on. That's the only, no, I mean. Nobody you know. cared. No, I me. No, lonelyatthetop.com. Yep. No. No. No, that, exactly. <laughs> no, and that's the way it should be. And then we I made might fun add. of those people, though, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we don't see people like that. Yeah, but lonelyatthetop.com. I'm number one. On good, you know, good good friends, good <laughs> hunting partners are hard to find. And, you know, yeah. the older you get, the more that, you know, is emphasized. And, and might add that life is short. Visit Alaska, period. Mm-hmm. It changed my life. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, before you get too old and before, yeah. you know, totally agree, just man. see this place, just yep. whether it's hunting, fishing, sightseeing, yeah. anything, just experience mm-hmm. it. I'm telling you, we are it's not lying to you. We are, this is very special. Yeah. Yep. So it's in the blood now. Let me tell you. It is, man. I mean, this place, I mean, Alaska in general, but at least, you know, I know particularly for me, like this place, like it just does get in mm-hmm. your blood. Like, and you like, even when you come back, you can't get it out. Like you come back, you're like, well, I need to come back. And then it just gets in your blood even deeper. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just truly such a special place. And, you know, for me, man, this hunt was just like a lifetime of dreaming and then coming together and being able to share it with you guys was like more than... I mean, more than I could ever ask for and more than I could ever imagine. I mean, dude, I'm getting misty just talking about it because it really it was, was just special, such, man. such yeah. a cool experience. And Great like, people. Like you said, Jesse, yeah. this this isn't. Mm-hmm. I talk to a lot of people and they say, well, I'm gonna get, I want to get up there someday. I want to go. Before I die, I want to go there once. Mm-hmm. And I guess my biggest thing is go now. Go mm-hmm. go as soon as you can because you're, mm-hmm. you'll be planning your next trip before you leave. Yeah. Yes, you will. Special place. Or you'll just be coming up here and working. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or you'll move up here. (laughs) Exactly. And then you get time to mess around after work. Yeah. So. Yeah. But awesome, guys. We'll appreciate it. Thank you, Vortex Nation, for tuning in. If you like this, check out more because we have more. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. That'll wrap it up for this episode of the Vortex Nation podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hit that subscribe button so you can always stay up to date on the latest happenings over here at the Vortex Nation podcast. Leave us a review or comment down below. We want to hear what you have to say about the show, maybe what you like, maybe what you didn't like, so that way we can make these podcasts as good as they can be. You can also follow us on Instagram at Vortex Nation Podcast. We'll be posting about each episode released, so that way you can go back, find these things, Maybe grab a little nugget of information that you can take with you to the range, out in the field, or uh, maybe to the kitchen if we're talking about some good food. So, again, everybody, thanks, and happy hunting and shooting. We appreciate it. Have a good one.